On this week's episode, uh, we got lucky, Ron. We really, truly got lucky. And uh, the one and only Miss Catherine Jones said, said yes to talking with us. I know. I was uh, completely shocked when you said she was coming on the show. And, you know, we got to meet her. And, you know, she's just a very genuine individual. Yeah. I mean, from everything you see in her webinars, in her, her Facebook stuff that she does, or YouTube, to real life, like it's the same person, fully genuine and, uh, you know, just such, such a nice, nice, nice woman. She was a pleasure to talk to. Like you said, she is just a unique individual. Well, um, to all of our listeners, funny story. We just got into the conversation with her without the normal, typical introduction. So, uh, hopefully you all enjoy. <laughs> it was, it was, it was funny. We, we just, we were just having a fabulous conversation and then we realized, uh, we we're supposed to be doing a show, right? So, well, let's get to it. If you are like we were, stuck and searching, there is so much out there. We were searching and searching. So we decided to follow our passion of helping people achieve their goals, helping others that are feeling stuck. On uh, this podcast, we plan to cut through all that noise, give you actionable steps from highly successful people so that you can have better foresight through others' hindsight. This is Hindsight Hacking. I'm sure you have an incredible amount of people wanting your attention. So just... yes, but I but what a blessing, honestly. I just literally God is God is good. So but oh. I'm super excited to hang out with you guys. This has been a long time coming and I was playing hard to get and I want to say I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I, I'm really happy that this is finally going down today. Yeah, this is great. I think it's awesome. Um, you know, I, I you speak like super to my heart because designs all my things. So I Corey's been like, you got to watch your stuff, like designs your thing. Like, uh, that, that's my happy place. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, a fellow, we got to we, we got to stick together, you yeah. know, just rid the world of ugly funnels that are costing people sales. Exactly. There's a better, there's a better life. Yeah, you exactly. know, what's funny is, yeah, I, I couldn't even get Ron to look at, at click funnels and, and the funnel world until I showed him your webinar and and got started getting involved with some of your stuff. So True statement. We're, we're coming along now. We're doing some good things now. So we're grateful. Absolutely. And you killed it on stage. You slayed it. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank 300 you. slides in like 18 minutes. Like seriously. You know, yeah, <laughs> it was intense. It was intense for sure. But I, that was part of the thing though. It's like, okay, design hacking, how to present story that converts. I'm like, I got a room of 5,000 people. They're from all different walks, all different ages. They're going to be tired and hot or cold. Who knows what that conference room is going to be? Uncomfortable. Right. right. How do I keep these people engaged? And so I said, we're, we're going to go for it. And um, I, it was a high risk, high reward situation. And I think, <laughs> it panned, I think it panned out for me. So I'm really grateful. I think God was kind for, to me. That, that yes. Time. Yes. God was amazing for you. I think I, I, just the feedback I was getting from people in the room and around the room you were the favorite. Thank you. I'm, you know, uh, so yeah. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed yours tremendously. I was talking about yours from, from get-go and Corey just was doing a design thing. It was like, look at the two differences. So he actually was just walking through that. I, it was challenge number two, baby, in, in the, in the school. You challenge know. number two. You know, what's up? You're like, I, yeah. see I see what you're doing there. I love, <laughs> I love it so much. Okay. So where are you guys at again? Where are you located? Denver. Oh, right. Did we bond about this already? Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think. Did we talk about it? Okay. Maybe. We can keep talking about up, it. Keep talking about it. We. I grew up in Arvada, so. Okay. We're at Arvada. Um, uh, close to Boulder, like the west side of Arvada. So. Okay. I grew up in Westminster, off a of hundredth and Wadsworth. Nice. And uh, my sister lives like right in Old Town, Arvada now. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm like 80th in Indiana. You know where the new high school Ralston Valley is? Oh yeah, the That's original uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, right there. Y you know exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. 
Yeah, I grew up. I grew up right around there, and I still have family that lives there. And oh, so it's my, so. my dad. And then he chose Utah. <laughs> and then, I know, I know. I just here's the thing. I came out to school here, and I went to BYU. And then when I graduated, I my business was online. All my friends were here. I had siblings that were like I'm one of eight kids, and at that point, five of the eight kids were still in Utah. So I was like, the party's here, you know? Like where am I? Where am I gonna go? And uh, and here I still am. But I yeah, I love Utah. And you wanna know what? It's just like a, it's just a cheap forty nine dollar Frontier flight from here to Denver. Round right. trip. Right. That's I almost crazy. I almost worked in uh, Utah for Starbucks. Oh, nice. Yeah, but I grew up in Littleton. Okay. Uh, was supposed to go to Columbine, where Steve Larson went, but I went to Chatfield. Okay, very nice. Yeah. We played you guys sports a lot. Yes. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hard. it's hard. Oh, man. Um, Did, um, yeah, so I need to book my ticket. Let's go, dude. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. This, it's going to be rad. Like, I know I'm hyping it a lot, but it's all well-deserved. Like, it really is. Um, it's going to be amazing. We're, like, finalizing, um, yeah, like, like the, the schedule of everything. And my team, we're all, like, a lot of us, most of us are, like, this weird blend of, like, visionary, but, like, kind of perfectionist OCD. So, uh, so artsy, but like systematic. Right. So my branding director, we were just like scraping through earlier this morning. He had like, we like, like by, by every five minute increment, he's like, I think we should plan out by five minute increment. I said, yeah, dude, let's do it. Let's, he's like, let's give them the time of their life. They're going to be in the room. It's going to be incredible. I said, that's what we like to hear. So, so it's going to be, it's going to be really rad. So I'm so excited you're going to be there. We'll make sure we take care of you. It'll, it'll be, a, it'll be a time of your life. Nice. That's I'm cool. uh yeah, I just, I can't wait for sure. Um, you know, I'm still on the high from Funnel Hacking Live, so um, it'll be, it'll be just in time to, to yeah. come back and get back on another high there. Exactly. So, <laughs> hanging out with you and your, and your team and, oh, and, uh, so good. Um, and, and I'm loving your nine at nine. Um, thank you. <laughs> so we're getting smarter at it, honestly. So we really were thinking it was all design hacking, right? It was like, okay, how do we present story that converts? And, um, right now, like our content team, like we have like certain videos that we produce every week, but, um, but we have some other stuff that we're wanting them to do for the event. So they're kind of like really backlogged. And so it's like, well, what's the objective? Like, how do we get these stories to land? And I was like, I don't know. I'll just hop on. Like, so like literally like in an instant, I was like, I'm going to start a show called nine at nine. And they were like, okay, cool. And, um, and it's been awesome. So we're three days in and we've learned a lot already about multi-streaming how to not be an idiot on camera. I feel like we're making a lot of improvements, but, um, but yeah, I think, think it's going to be really cool. And eventually we'll, we'll, we'll drive some like serious traffic to it. I think it could be a really big, cool thing, but That's honestly, cool. we're like, we got a problem. We got too many stories to tell and our content team's a little busy. So what are we going to do? Morning show. And here right. we go. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, that's kind of so, how we, we started like this whole journey. I called funnels sideways marketing. Yeah, I love it. Because uh, a friend of mine, a uh, mentor goes, hey, you should probably get into the sideways marketing thing because like people buy stuff from me. I go, cool. I don't know what to sell. And I don't have a clue what sideways marketing is. So I remember, I remember talking with Corey. I was like, I don't know what sideways marketing is. Like, can you figure that out? Because like how we work together, I'm like visionary. He's details guy. So it works out great. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he comes back with quick fun stuff. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't one know. funnel away. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't really care. You figure it out. So he went through the team <laughs> and uh, he goes, you got to check it out. I go, yeah, no, you know, we're doing the speaking thing and we're trying to get this course. And he's like, yeah, but I think this is the way we go. And then we saw, you know, he showed me your stuff and I was yeah. like, okay, I'll do the one funnel away challenge. Nice. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And we scrapped everything we were doing, everything we were doing to, go online you know because our passion is helping people develop we've done it for 20 years you know combined 40 years of development of people and it's like yeah if we can do it online we touch all in person though. people right mm -hmm. you know it changes, the game. It changes yeah. the game yeah instead of 10 you can help 100 yeah. right yeah. and that was cool that was cool so we're still rookies we're still rookies in this game but uh but yeah we're getting there so oh my gosh well just 
welcome. It's a beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful place. It really is a beautiful place. It is. Oh, I honestly, I really do. I thank God every day. I'm like, what? Because I, I, I really found this world um, 2014. And I wasn't even like entrepreneurship wasn't even on my horizon, like making money online. Honestly, I went on a year and a half mission trip for my church, came back super stereotypical millennial just came back and was like i want to change the world like an idiot right i was like i just want to help people but like what does that even mean you know i just really stayed true to what my millennial self was but the only thing i thought i was like well i i probably should figure out how to make some money like yeah. i probably like it's easier to help people if you have money and um and so i started reading like personal develop or personal finance book is an investment books. And like, I didn't even know what was happening. Like all of a sudden they started retargeting me. I remember, I literally remember seeing an ad on Facebook being like, that's crazy. I was just on their website. Like how did they know? Like, I hate myself now, but like, I was like, what? Like, right. they're, like God, what? No, it's like, you're an idiot. Cat, it's yeah. cracking. Right. Anyway, but, um, but honestly, and then I just, they started selling me courses. And so I'm like, I'm in college, right? Like, buying for courses on payment plans with credit cards that I should not have in my possession, but I'm doing it because it's just like, you know, and you feel it in your soul. You're like, I got to learn this stuff. Yeah. And, um, and I just became obsessed and I like, honestly, like what I thank God for every day. I'm like, what a blessing that I found it so early in my life. And what a odd blessing that I am so like weirdly hyped about internet marketing. Like yeah. it's such an odd thing to be passionate about where I'm like, like somebody says conversion numbers, like on the back end, And I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, Oh, let's be friends, you know? Like, and, um, and I think there, I mean, I could like, I love guitar. I love playing guitar, but I could be like hyped out of my life on guitar and you could still make money with guitar. It's just a little trickier. You know, yeah. I think what a, what a blessing that for whatever reason, my soul and internet marketing, they just, they belong together. So. Well, I, I came home and I was telling my wife, I was like, I want my daughter to do a funnel. Yeah. I don't care what it is. I go, there was these amazing kids online that their mindset is like forever changed. Yes. They're not going to have the struggles normal people have. Totally. And, and that's the time frame that you can impact them to go be whatever they want to be. Yes. And if they can be something really amazing before they graduate high school, Ooh. or even to know that that life is available. Like yeah. I didn't even know that that was, I mean, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that this was a possibility and yeah. Anyway, it's so fun. I actually have, I, ha I actually have like quite a, uh, like a growing group of teenagers in CF design school and like, Oh my gosh. It's so I bet. Fun. Come take over I, the world. I'm going to model Garrett White's funnel hub. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. And, yeah. and Corey's like, why don't you start with this smaller one? I was like, nope, that's what I'm going to do. And it's driving me nuts because I can't figure out the background. How the background, like yeah. I've, I have it mapped out how I want it to look. But, and Corey's like, well, if you go through this class, you do it. I was like, I just want to know how to do it. So that's yeah. why I'm awful at guitar because I picked up a guitar and I couldn't play a song I wanted to play. So I stopped playing it. So you like, said, it's not it for me. No, I don't have patience. not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard the whole skill building thing is the worst right uh, right it's like osmosis you know just like put the brain like in the head the matrix yes i don't know dude you figure out how to make that work i'll be your first customer that's right. i know, like, <laughs> I know kind of in my head i yeah. love though i love the um the sequence of when Russell talked about the speed reader. Did you remember that at the thing? And I was like, I was like, oh, freak, I didn't even know. Like literally, I'm like all these books, I'm like, what if you just like, so I was like that, that's actually a skill set that I think I need to learn for my soul. But that I was like, I was just like. Ridiculous. Yeah, I was like. like that's a possibility? I was dying. I was like, what, a, what are humans? Yes. <laughs> Who are we? Yes. That's amazing. It was it was great. Well, we got so many books and uh, materials to read from last week that we need that skill. Oh, yeah. I learned, I learned the hard way last year where like I had to pay like an arm and a leg to get because my, my suitcase was so overweight. So I just brought a second suitcase. I just knew. I just knew I was going to come Smart. home with a lot of crap. And I did. So and Smart. I was perfect. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I learned the hard way last time. Smart. So I, I guess, I don't know, we normally would actually like do an introduction and then start asking, you know, your backstory and 
you know, things you might normally do on a podcast. Yeah, sorry, here we are. I'm not sure how we got here. You guys are just cool. I just, we just started chatting, you know? Uh, no, we were so excited. It was, it was, he told me that he reached out to you and I was like, oh my gosh, I have so many questions. Like, I was so excited. I was like, I want to know how to do this. I want to know how to do this. I want to do this. I mean, we were kind of like little schoolgirls, like fangirls. You know? Oh, yeah, kind of. all about yeah. it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, literally, like, in it, my, my mom, she gets concerned sometimes. She's like, Catherine, like, like, who, how many people did you talk to today? And I'm like, well, 20,000. And she's like, no. Like, how many people did you talk to? And I'm like, like, mom, they're real people on the internet. Like, just I like, see their faces. Like, I'm concerned that you're friends with, like, six-year-old men. I'm like, mom, they're the, I'm not calling you guys six-year-old men. But, like, like, she's like, I'm concerned that, like, you're, like, that you're friends with them. And I'm like, mom, but they're internet geniuses. I'm like, they're actually my friends. And so she's like, I don't, I'm happy for your life, but I don't get your life. I'm like, mom, it's chill. You don't need to. It's fine. Right. Right. So yeah, well, have, let's geek out schoolgirl on all things internet. I like nice. when you're ready, I'm here for it. I'm I'm ready to go. Nice. That's, nice. that's awesome. Okay, well I'm gonna do a, a little bit of an intro uh to, cool. to the best of my ability. Uh and and then we'll start asking a few things. Ron and I kind of normally bounce back and forth um, with this. And then to hold true to our actual show name, I'm gonna ask you a very specific question about hindsight. So cool. get ready for that one. Get ready, ready for that one. All right. Uh, so today we are joined by the one and only, the incredible, the amazing, the g- most genuine person I've ever met, Miss Catherine Jones. Uh, she is uh, a best-selling author, which I can't wait to hear more about. She has her own uh, s- design school uh, with graduation for the best internet marketers, and uh, and and really, she is just one of the most incredible people that anyone can be privileged to know. So Catherine, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. Dude, I gotta bring you around with me. You really make me sound good. I gotta pay you to be my hype man or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we, oh my gosh, thank you for having me. We're so, like, hyped is not even the word. I mean, I, I think we shared a little bit before we got on about my journey and how you spoke to me to get involved in this whole crazy stuff just how you approach the work and your design because that's like my happy place so i was really happy about that and to just see your presentation uh, at funnel hacking live like you slayed it you slayed it so awesome job but for the people that don't know you if you could take a moment to just kind of share your backstory so everyone kind of gets caught up to speed to where Corey and i are and we could create more fangirl totally i well just thanks for having me honestly it was so fun when you guys so they were at Funnel Hacking Live and they came up and said hello to me. And it was just so happy. It's just so fun when you meet humans that are as cool in real life as they are online. And you're just like, oh, they're so normal. I love it so much. In the most complimentary of ways, you guys are so normal. And it was just so fun. Anyway, um, but yeah, I kind of have an interesting backstory. I told them like a tiny bit of it, but um, honestly, I had, uh, well, I'll give you the juicy version. I'll give you the true story. Okay. The true Ooh, story is this. Scoop. Oh yeah, the scoop. Only for oh, for my friends, I'll give it to you. There you go. So um, the story that I typically tell people is like, oh, my funnels weren't converting, and so I discovered design was part of the issue. So I got obsessed with design, and that's true, but it's it's honestly like an incomplete version of the story. The true story is that I um, I grew up in a family of eight. I'm the second oldest of eight kids, and somehow I won the lottery when it came to parents. Like they actually are just cool. Like my parents are just rad. And, um, and because of that, especially my mother, I always wanted to be a mom like my mom. Always. She was, she's like, like literally she comes to town and my friends canceled their plans to hang out with her. She's just everything. And so I always wanted to be a mother like my mother, but I also knew I didn't want exactly her life. I wanted to be a really present wife and mother one day, but I also had this pull to just have significant impact outside of my home to take over the world. And, um, and, and honestly, I, I didn't quite know how to do that. And as a true millennial, I was growing up, I was in college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But you know, my stereotypical millennial self was just like, I just want to help people like I just want just to help them, you know, and uh, I look back, and I'm just like, Oh, God bless this girl, but we're, we're making it. And uh, anyway, so I, what I told you guys earlier, I was just like, well, I think it's easier to help people if you have money. So I started reading a bunch of personal finance books and investment books and these people started selling me online courses and, and I just became obsessed and 
um, as part of that, I actually, I launched my best-selling book and it was right about this time when I, um, I met this boy that I fell in just deep love with him. And uh, we dated for quite a long time and um, started to talk about getting married, which I just have to tell you, I was hyped up. I was hyped out of my life for that. I'm like, this is exactly the conversation I want to have. I'm like so in love with you. And um, anyway, though, as we started to talk to talk about it, he told me, he was like, Catherine, I got to be honest with you about something. And I was like, yeah. And this was like, this was at the point where my business went from a hobby to like an actual, we're making some money, you know, it's like, oh, this is like actually a thing. Um, and this is what he said to me. He's like, Catherine, he said, I doubt your ability to mother because of your business aspirations. Now, when you, when somebody says that to you, you just hope he's an idiot and he said it wrong, right? You're like, you're just dumb. So we're, we give him another chance. I was like, I'm sorry, what did you say? And then he says it again. I doubt your ability to mother because of your business aspirations. And, um, and he said, if, if we're going to end up together, you need, you just, you need to stay home and you need to not do your business. And what I want to say, I don't think that's wrong. I don't think that's wrong. That's what my mom did. That's what so many other people did, but it just, it wasn't what I wanted. It just was not what I wanted at all. And, um, and we were became, we were really unaligned when it came to that. So we ended up breaking up and it, it actually like wrecked me because not only did I, uh, lose him and kind of this idea of him, I thought he loved me for all of my entrepreneurial take over the world self. But, um, but it really made me question who I was like, was it, was it vain of me to want more? Was it bad of me to want to have impact outside of my home? Like what really was my role? Who am I? And that kind of like sent me into this weird spiral where I was trying to figure out who I was. And, um, I through honestly, like just so many divine blessings, I, I was able to come to this clarity that, I mean, I just became obsessed and through like reading and study, I learned the definition of a parent pretty across the board is to nurture. And the definition of nurture literally means to enable and provide opportunity. So once I learned that, I was like, okay, if that's the definition of a parent, to enable and provide opportunity, how is that, is that really at odds with an entrepreneur? And if you look at the definition of an entrepreneur, do you know what it is? To enable and to provide opportunity. They're literally the exact same thing. And once I realized that, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, I don't have to be just an entrepreneur. I don't have to be just a mother. And, or, and, I, and it's not even, I'm a mother and an entrepreneur. It's just, I just need to figure out how to be the truest version of Catherine, the version of Catherine who enables and the version of Catherine who provides opportunity. And that's the game to play. And so I was like, okay. And that, that clarity in regards to my identity and who I was, um, was just liberating for me. And so it fueled me with this fire to think, okay, I can do all the things. I can, I just got to figure out a way how like there, I know there's a model out there. I know it. And I felt, you know, you feel it in your soul. It's like it aligned, it locked. I felt the trueness of those principles. And, um, and so in my research, I was trying to figure out, cause at this point I'd like launched a funnel agency and like, I was just getting inconsistent results. Some days I would like kill it. And you'd like, I don't know if you had, you're like, you're like, I'm feeling myself. Like I'm good at the internet. Like I can do anything. Like two days later, it tanks me. Like, I know nothing. I don't know who I am. What am I doing here? Like everything's wrong. <laughs> like, okay. I was all over the map. I was like, Oh my gosh. And so I was like, what is my deal? Like, can I figure out how to be consistent for what? So as I started to research, it honestly, like I was, I wasn't even trying to figure out design. I was literally just trying to figure out what was the model to have the impact inside of my home and out. Like, is, is that a, like, I knew it had to be real, but I had to figure out how to do it. And I knew that having funnels and websites that consistently converted were just a major part of that. And so as I started to research, all of a sudden I realized like, holy smokes, design plays a massive role in how people interact with you online. And um, it's crazy, like Stanford University has come out with studies, Google has come out with studies, like, like all over the map. And the, the consensus is, is that it takes people 0.05 seconds, which like if you try to start stuff on your phone, you can't even do it fast enough. 0.05 seconds to determine the credibility of your website. And 94% of what they're judging in that split second is your design. When, when I learned that, I was like, oh, freak. I was like, what that means is that I might, I might be the guru of all gurus. I might have the best offer in the world or the best copy or the best product or service. But like, if my design sucks, like if it's bad, people won't even stay on the site long enough to see what I'm selling. And it was like, it was this interesting moment when I realized this, it was like so disheartening. Cause I was like, I don't know anything about design <laughs> to like, 
liberating because I was like, I, oh my gosh, like, I think this is, this is a lever, right? Like this is part of the, the equation. And um, anyway, so I really became like obsessed. I was just, I'm telling you, I was fueled with this fire to figure out how to have this lifestyle that I wanted. And and became obsessed and interesting there just was not a lot of resources out there and what what everybody kept pointing me to was go to the coding school or learn photoshop or go back and get your graphic design degree and honestly i think divinely born out of stubbornness i was like no i was like i'm literally busy like i i don't i didn't want to be a designer i'm, I'm a marketer i didn't want to learn how to be good at design i wanted to learn how my stuff could sell and, um, and I think that combined with this like weird system freak that I am helped me. And again, honestly, a God moment where I was like, also, I just had this like epiphany. I was like, what if design is like a science? What if it's not this like nebulous, ambiguous, like you either got it or you don't, you're artsy or you're not type of thing. Like what if there's actually a structure, a system to designing things that people, that, that will make people convert and, um, and as I started to approach my research that way, it was, it was like, I remember I was sitting at my computer. I'm still in college, right? Still in college, sitting at my computer, hating, hating college because I've like, I'm so close that I'm like, I have to finish, but I'm like, I'm making so much more money outside. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> so hating college, right? And, um, and I'm just sitting, and I remember I'm like sitting in my dorm room. Like I have this like desk bunk bed thing where it's like, I have a bunk bed up top and a desk underneath. And all of a sudden I realized I'm like, holy freak. I'm like, the pat like I found the pattern like it's everywhere like like all of a sudden I'm like these are the levers and I just and it was like it was shocking me there was just six levers you had to pull to figure out what patterns in regards to the design that you had to make and I was like oh my gosh there's only six there's only six patterns for design that I had to identify for conversion like are you kidding me and so I was like it can't be it must be harder than this like no 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 so but I had clients right so I was like I'll, I'll test it out and all of a sudden it was it was working I was like <laughs> so I do it again and it works and I do it again and it's working and then all of a sudden people start asking me like even from like the the ClickFunnels certified partner program that I was part of or inner circle they're like what are you doing like what's like first of all your stuff looks good and two it's doing well like what are you doing and um I was like I don't know I found these six things and it, it worked like I don't know I'm like I, I wasn't thinking about building a course at that point and it was honestly like due to popular demand that people were like you have to package this up like, this is nuts. Like, I've never seen anybody approach design like this. I've never seen the results that this is getting. Like, you have to package this up. And honestly, like, so grateful for them because I, I, I just, I, my head wasn't there yet, you know? And I was like, oh, maybe I should. <laughs> like, this, this actually is working. Like, this is really amazing. And so, um, yeah, we put, we put the, the, we call it like the six step science of design hacking. We really put it through the fire to prove that it worked. And, um, help to help newbies who had never made a dollar online use it to see if they could make money and like same thing like we have liz benny who's pushed two million dollars she has two different two comic club awards same thing we pushed her we pushed her funnels through design hacking and her conversions went up and she got another two comic club award for that funnel right like and i think that's the thing i think there's some universal truths that um that approaching design in this really scientific way holds and anyway and here we are, like, I, like, seriously, like, I remember I was standing on stage at mm. Funnel Hacking Live, and I really had this moment where I was like, I just would, I just could have never even thought that I would be here. And the fact that I'm here for design, like, somehow I'm the design girl, it almost cracks me up sometimes, because I'm like, I didn't, I never, I, I'm not a, I'm not an artsy girl. Like, I think I'm a creator for sure, but, like, design? Like, ah, you know? And, like, and, and, uh, Anyway, and just what, like, what, what a blessing that that boy broke my heart and that I was just uh, like, I am going to figure this out because I really do. And I said this on stage, like, I really, truly don't think I would have had the perseverance to figure out how to find a model that could work um, had he not so, like, dramatically <laughs> broke my heart. <laughs> and, well, I, I bet you he's kicking his butt, his own butt right oh, now. Oh, huh? you know what? We're, you know, we're <laughs> actually happy for him he's married he has a kiddo and you want to know what and i think that's something it's been so interesting for me to learn like we just wanted really different things he is just he is just a boy that wanted a simple life and i just think i'm a girl who doesn't know even how to think about that you know i think i'm a creator and i'm a doer and i'm a gatherer and he's a really nice guy who just didn't want any of those things and yeah. um so yeah, I think he found a girl that was like just super chill, 
super chill to just hang out. And uh, so, it's not you. <laughs> and it's just, it's not me. And honestly, gosh, what a, can you imagine? Oh, I think about it all the time. What, what a blessing that that did not work out. What a blessing it's, that he just so, so bluntly just botched the whole thing up. Right. But, all right. So, I, uh, let's uh, circle back a little bit because uh, I know you wrote the book f first, right? Before yes. your, your design school. And, yes. and, you know, I heard one of your stories about basically getting up four minutes before you go to work uh, and, and just because you didn't have the routines, right? Like, I don't know if that was in the book or, or where I heard that, but, uh, but how did you go from being that person that wakes oh. up four minutes before work to being the person that, is writing a book about routines and automating those routines. Okay, so I'm just, yeah. So basically your girl just was a hot mess. I'm, <laughs> I'm in college, right? So first of all, I'm in college, which is just like a hard time. And um, I'm in college and I have a job that I have to be to at, it was actually 6.30 every morning. Well, it started at seven, but you were supposed to be there at 6.30 to plan. And I'm showing up at like 7.02, like past the planning stage, past when it even starts. And I look like a hot mess. Like there's just like a lot going on. Anyway, so I, um, really interestingly, so like even backstory about that, like how did I come to become an automation freak? Okay. So, okay, I'm going to give you the true story of this book. And it's not, it's not as like, it's not as, uh, you don't evangelize it as much, but it's actually the truth of what happened. So here I am. I've discovered the I, the internet. I'm like, oh my gosh, you could make money on this thing. I'm like so excited, and um, and I'm just loving it, and it's so fun. And again, like my results are a little bit inconsistent, but like I'm not an idiot, right? Like like we like there there's some knowledge know how, and so I start consulting a few people and and building out some things. And I was like a lead pages junkie before I came to the bright side or dark side, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you might disagree, Ron. And um, and uh, doing all those things, but I was finding, especially like, and the, the the game has changed significantly in the last six years since I joined. But especially six years ago, there just weren't a lot of young women in the in this space. Like there just weren't as many. And um, and so like coupled that with the fact that like I look like I'm 12 years old. Like I just do. Like I can't outgrow my baby face. I've I've accepted it at this point. But like I really like. I think people are like, who is this chick? Like who, like, who is this child approaching me, offering me marketing services, you know? And so I honestly had this moment where I was like, I, I know that I can help if I get in the door, but I, I need help getting in the door. And so I was like, I need something that will give me instant credibility. What could I do? So I, it just, I was like, what if I had a best-selling book? Like, what if I had a number one best-selling book? And so I was like, that's just fun. Like, let's just see if we can do it, you know? So it was January, 2016. And um, I hired a coach and I said, listen, I want to launch this thing by uh, April. I want it, I want it done in three months. Like, I, and I just, and I want it done. And it, but here's the thing. It wasn't a, it wasn't a writing project. It was a marketing project. It was, I don't, I, at that point, I didn't care what was in it. I just wanted it to be done. Like I just, I just wanted it to be a number one. Now at that time it was the perfect storm because I was showing up late to work every day. And I, or like a few months prior, and my boss was like, girl, figure your sheesh out. Like, stop showing up late to work. So it was about this time that I had start like implementing these processes. Or it's like, I've got to figure out how to be better at routines and like not push snooze. Like I was just trying for survival not to get fired from my, from my like full-time job. And um, anyway, but I started to figure a few things out and I was like, okay, cool. We're doing all right. And um, anyway, so then when I started this marketing um, process, I, of, of trying to market this book, a lot of it is just reverse engineering Amazon, figuring out where are there are holes in the book niche where you could kill it. So it has to be a big enough niche that it means something, but a small enough niche that you can win it, right? So it's like, I wasn't going to come on hot and win like number one in books. I just wasn't. Like, not yet. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a few years and I'll do it. But like I, that 2016, it just wasn't going to be the thing. So I was like, what niches are available and what are the skill sets that I have? And I'm like, well, I have this really cool story of the last six months of me going from hot mess to actually figuring some stuff out. Right. And that honestly came because my boss was like, please don't let me fire you. You're good at your job. But if you don't show up on time, then I'm going to logistically have to fire you. 
So I kind of had this experience. Where I was like, okay, I could do something on that. But again, it was a, it was a marketing activity. It was not a book writing activity. Like at the, at that time I was not passionate about automation and I hadn't even categorized what I was doing as automation. All I was doing. So I go in January. I'm like, cool. I know I have this experience where I've kind of hacked my life to be better, more productive. And I looked on and the categories that I knew I could kill it were automation and office automation. And I was like, hmm, could I write frameworks that would fit with an automation of what I was doing? And I said, yes. Did some research. I said, is anybody an automation girl? And I said, nope. And I said, great, I'm the automation girl. Everything I'm doing with funnels fits with an automation. Everything I'm doing with routines fits with an automation. Everything I'm doing with marketing fits with an automation. And I said, cool, that's my brand. And so I just, I coined it. So I automate Academy, automate already, automate like everything, like all the domain names, you know, you go crazy. You're like, I'm buying everything. So that's what I did. Anyway. So then I just found the niche automate. And I said, I kind of have this experience from before I want this to launch. So I really, um, I pounded out the book in two and a half weeks, just wrote it out, wrote my frameworks, literally like worked, wrote like crazy. Um, and, uh, and then the remainder of those three months was all marketing, all marketing. And, um, like, I don't want to downplay, like, I'm really proud of myself to have a best-selling book, but, like, anybody could, like, anybody could do it. <laughs> like, like, really, like, anybody, like, if you need help, let me know. I'll show you how to do it. But a lot of it, it's just, it's, it's, it's all marketing. It's how do you get it in front of the right amount of people at the right time and get them to do all the same action when you needed to do it. And um, anyway, so we did it, and it immediately hit number one and ranked actually really high, even amongst all business books. It was really it's like, it's fun to see your stuff with like Tony Robbins and Pat Flynn and beating Stephen Covey, you know, even if it's only for a few days, you're like, screenshot that, you know, you're like, hey, Stephen, I see you, you know? Yeah. Um, Social but, proof right there. But yeah. it was awesome. I'll use this. Totally. <laughs> and I, I really did it for the objective um, as, a, as a means to get to where I wanted to be, which my soul was marketing. My soul was marketing. And, um, and it true, like, I mean, four years later, I mean, it makes me money on the back end every month, which is awesome. I don't, I don't, I don't like drive any traffic to it, but like, it's like you tell somebody your number one best-selling author and they listen. Oh, yeah. And that was the point. And um, anyway, so it was, it was, it was so fun. I literally was like three months. What can I do? Let's see what can happen. So January to, to the beginning of April, 2016, I was like, I wonder if I can make this happen. And it was awesome. And we did, which is like so exciting. Um, but that really was the purpose of it is like, I was, I was so much more married and enthralled with how do you market online? And so the thrill of this was less the writing and way more, how, how can I, how can I get this to rank? How can I get people to get, how can I get this in people's hands? And um, what a fun experience, like so freaking fun for me. No, well, so I'm Oh, I was just going to say, I'm, I've read like, I don't know, 30 pages, so I'm not, not far enough into it to really uh, know all the, that's going on. But just the writing style, it's your personality comes out. It's truly amazing. I mean, quoting the Princess Bride, I, I mean, little things like that. Like, <laughs> got to do it. it. It's, it's it, your, your humor and, and your personality comes out on the pages. So it like had me hooked last night. I read 30 pages last night just from it. the beginning until that. So. Well, oh, do, you want to know, do you want to know how I was able to write it in two weeks? Literally two and a half weeks. Yeah. Because I, mean, I mean, it's not huge, but it's not small. It's almost 200 pages. Um, I literally, I wrote out an outline with my story arc. And I went in my car where I was by myself. And I, present, I pretended like I was presenting on stage. And I just recorded myself. And then I just transcribed it. So I, all of a sudden, I could write 100 words a minute. Because I was just speaking it. So when I transcribed it, that's why people are like, it sounds so much like your voice. Cause I spoke it. I literally went in my car in my parking lot and it was like, I was like, hi guys, it's Catherine. And like, we had to edit a lot out, but I got out the, the gist of what it was. And, um, it, that, that trick alone, oh my gosh, just like helped me so much. And, and that, that's, that's how I was able to hack it and write in it, write it in two weeks as I wrote an outline and I, I actually just spoke it. And, um, and I sent off large portions of it to get transcribed for, you know, you can like do like rev.com or something. And then it came back to me and then I just kind of like tweaked it, hired an editor on Upwork for 500 bucks. She went through it once, went through it twice, hired a book designer. And then it was just like rallying the crowds to have a big book launch. You found your, your who's. Yes, I right? sure did. 
right? Yeah. So that was crazy. So you, you spoke to like two things that drive me, design and systems and routines. So I, I was with Starbucks for many, many years and counted footsteps for years to improve efficiencies and drive-thrus. Awesome. Right. So systems, so routines. Cool, that it was, is awesome. It was crazy. Like I, I was like, people were like, what do you do? I go, well, I've counted footsteps for a year and a half. So that's what I've done. Yeah. But, you know, those routines, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm sitting here and I'm like, wow, three months she went from an idea yeah. to executing that idea that literally wasn't the end game of the idea. <laughs> it was it was the stepping stone. Yeah to a possible end game yeah right yeah and, and and i think that's what's that's what's phenomenal about routines and automating things it unlocks certain things that maybe you didn't realize that's where your journey was going like you said now you're the design girl totally like, like three months before when you were writing that book i guarantee if someone asked you you wouldn't say well i'm going to be talking about design right yeah that oh, would not be it no but I, but I also think that's the game, right? right? It's like, find what you're passionate about. And so many people are so good at stuff, but they don't know, like, that's all design hacking is. It's how do you present it in a way that converts? Find what you're passionate about, learn to put it in a framework. And I mean, there are so many people that teach design. And to be quite frank, there are probably people that are way more qualified that, that could have been on that stage. But why did I get on that stage before them? You just package it up. You package it up and you know how to present it in a way that converts, right? Like. You figure out your polarizing points, you figure out how to be unique in the market and, and you make it happen. And I think that was, that was honestly the divine gift that came for me through my study of the book. Yeah. I became an automation girl and I became a design girl, a design hacking girl. And um, yeah, what a gift. Well, and the, the packaging piece is, I mean, you package it in a way that speaks to many generations. Yeah. You know, it's not just one, one single generation. It's, I'm going to package it to get the message out. Totally. To help people. And, and that's very much who you are. Yeah. You can tell and you can see it. Um, you're able to help people. The money's the bike product, right? Or yeah. these other things. That just happens to come because you're so passionate about helping those individuals for their success. Yeah. Can I tell you one of the coolest quotes? Yeah. Um, actually, it's on my wall somewhere. Oh, here it is. Okay, this is from Ryan Holiday. He spoke at Funnel Hacking Live. So one of the best quotes, he has a book called Ego is the Enemy. Have you guys read that one yet? Oh, free. Okay, not. like live your best life, but like get it on the list. Like okay. it's like, I might need to send it to you. It's so good. Okay. But he talks essentially about how ego, um, it just derails everybody. And like his closing thesis, like the overarching thesis of the entire book is summarized in this one sentence. And when I read it, I was like, Woof. I was like, this is so good. But this is what it says, okay? It's like this. So this is our good friend Ryan from Ego's Enemy. He says, your potential, the absolute best you're capable of, that is the metric to measure yourself against. And he's like, winning is not enough. He's like, people can get lucky and win. People can be a-holes and win. He's like, anybody can win. But not everybody is the best possible version of themselves. And he says, that is the game to play. And when I read that, I... I just reiterating what you said, I was like, oh my gosh, like if you chase the money, if you chase the accolades, if you chase the status, it's not the play. If that's, that's not the game of impact. If you're really looking to affect people. And so, um, so it's like, shoot, like how can I face my demons? Yeah. And how do I rewrite narratives in my head that aren't serving me? And how do I increase my emotional intelligence? And how do I get closer to God? And how do I live a life that I'm proud of? And I think I, I've been really blessed to see that money and accolades and status, like you said, have just been the, the byproduct. And, um, and what a blessing too, because when deals fall through or opportunities fall through, it's not the end of the world. It's like, okay, yeah. great. I'm playing, a, I'm playing a bigger game. I'm well, playing a bigger game. And, and God works in funny ways. Oh, totally. Right? You yeah. know, there, there's so many times that if, if you listen, you know, I, I, I was telling this to Corey the other day. I was like, and I told my wife, I go, I, I don't want to say I verbally heard God, but it was like, so, so clear. Yeah. Like, boom. I'm like, I've, I have to do it. I can't get it out of my head. This is what I have to do. And it won't stop. And I've yeah. learned a long time ago. That's just him saying, Hey, Hey, and so it's, it's, it's unbelievable, you know? And, and I was telling my wife, I was like, look, 
when, when you're in this huge conference, there's thousands of people, everyone's so super competitive, but oh. not with each other. Hmm. They're not yeah. competitive with each other. Everyone will help you. They're competitive with themselves. Yes. So very much that, that quote, they want to be the best version of them. Oh yeah. And I mean, we learned a ton just by talking and asking questions and people were like, well, have you tried this? We're like, no, tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like if you can, if you can start playing the right game, which is expansion, like that's the game. That's the play. The game is expansion, right? An increase of capacity, an increase of ability. Um, then, uh, then yeah, just like you said, like everything's working towards you, for you. Everything's working for you. If the game's expansion, things go wrong, you're more capable. Done. We figure out how to do it differently. Things go right, cool. We step into that. And um, and yeah, I think I think it's really interesting. And you can, uh, it, yeah, I just. I don't know. I look at the people that have influenced me the most and it has been so much more, their influence has been so much more in regards to who they were rather than what they said or what they taught. And, um, and I was just like, Oh my gosh, like whatever platform I am given, like truly, like, I, I just think I was really blessed to, to realize that it was not my platform and that it's about so much more than design. <laughs> or automation like the game is expansion it's how do you wake people up to, to to live out the truest version of themselves because that's when ideas are born and that's when families change and that's when homes change if you can wake people up and um and i recognize what a minuscule role i play in that in that in in that game but man if i can play it i, I want to be a part of it because you feel it's fun and you feel yeah. it's really fun so yeah i couldn't agree more with what you're saying you know, it's, what's funny, like I'm not the super religious person at all. Um, but I, I, I love this, this community because like you, Catherine, you are all about your faith and, and Ron is all about his faith and, and so many others, even though they're from all over the world and have different faiths are all about it. And it's okay to be vocal about it. Whereas in the, in the structure of a normal nine to five, you're, you're, people say, don't talk religion, don't talk politics, right? Like you're stuck yeah. with that. But, but here people talk about what they are. And if that person is, doesn't, is offended by it, then that's not the person you want to work with, right? And, and so I just, I truly love that. And I just wanted to mention that to you. Um, but, but Ron, I don't know, as, as he was talking, God was speaking to him, like we've got this idea it's, and it's just an idea. And if we say it out loud, it could become, I don't know, I don't know what, what it could become. But like Ron is, is talking to people at his own church and and, and we're going to meet with them here in a week or so to help build them a, a, the right funnel to actually fundraise to get their whole church. Yeah. So, so here's, here's like, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in service mm -hmm. and you know, it's a portable church and they're, they've been, they have this 10 year plan to get a church. I was like, and I'm sitting here and I, I, I'm writing stuff and I, all of a sudden this whole stack came to me. I'm like, how did that just happen? Yeah. And so I, I go up to the pastor. I was like, look, this is going to sound super weird. Um, we have to talk. Like yeah. I, I have this yeah. idea and I'm, I, I'm not going to give you numbers. I just want to be able to help build this church. Totally. And I told Corey, I go, not only have I thought about this for like three weeks, four weeks, but it's getting stronger and I can visualize it. And I'm like, Oh, it's almost as good as done. Totally. And totally. it's, and it won't stop nagging me. Oh, well, I think, okay. So, um, without sharing like too many details, cause it's not entirely my story, but I was boxing back and forth with Russell, Russell uh -huh. the other day. And, um, we were talking about something else, but then, um, OUR operation underground railroad came up. Yep. Amazing. Yes. And they've partnered with them. And so I was like, I was like, dude, like how did that partnership start? Like, how did you ever start working with them? And, um, and he said, it's crazy. He's like, I got a call one day from one of the leaders of my church. And he said, listen, I don't, the leader of the church said to Russell, he's like, I don't know who you are. And I don't really know what you do. I don't really get it. <laughs> he's like, but your name keeps coming up as somebody who knows how to get a good idea in front of people. And he's like, would you be willing to meet with us about this? 
and that was kind of the, the the snowball and so Russell came and presented this idea for a documentary and this stuff and the the leaders of this church that and honestly the leaders of the church they met up with Tim Ballard and Tim was like do you have anybody in your network and they were like I don't know we can see you know but I think what an amazing thing I think um I mean, the skill set to be able to take a good cause out into the world in a way that people will pay attention. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how you change the world. And whether that you're doing direct work for a church or for a product or you're selling flashlights, like if it's going to provide value, you have to figure out how to get it into the world. And I think about that experience all the time that Russell shared with me, like to, to have created a name and a character and a space where you're trusted intellectually, professionally, and as a person, that if somebody needed help to, to make something good better, yeah. make something good more exposed to the world, that they could call on Russell or hopefully Catherine one day and be like, she could help me. Yeah. She, she could do that. And I think that's a lot of the game that I'm playing as well. I recognize that this is, this is just a step and if you can master this game of, again, getting good people and good causes out into the world in a way that actually convert, that's the superpower of all superpowers. Well, and, and so talking about alignment and how things align and how, how God is crazy and puts things in front of you to get your attention. So yeah. obviously, Operation Underground Railroad, you know what they stand for. Um, and so we started doing this series about Rooted and why they picked South Denver. Mm. So South Denver is the highest sex trafficking for children. One, that's that's unbelievable. That's happening in our backyard, right? It's it Park Meadows Mall. That's so scary. Yeah, I mean, I, I go there all the time, and it's like, oh my gosh, that's crazy, right? And so they want to put in, you know, they want, they, you know, they were talking about the school shootings and all this other stuff, and it's like, look, this is all these bad things, and mm-hmm. even even. Denver International Airport. Oh, so scary. It's it is it is the highest concentration where they train people to be on the lookout for people in danger mm. or people being there against their will. Because that's how they get them out. And it's like, oh my gosh, I told Corey, I go, things are just lining up. Like yeah. I am supposed to do this. Yeah. You gotta do it. I have to, right? You gotta do it. Yeah, so so we're gonna meet with them. I'm so excited, and I'm trying not to get like overly excited. Yeah. But uh, my, I ha- I just have a really huge goal that they won't have to borrow anything. I love it. That's amazing. We're we're gonna get a purple comma two two comma. Yeah, you are. That, that's that, awesome. Oh, and I will that's just. That's the goal. I will be cheering. That is our goal. So loud. Yeah, that that's is our goal. Um, the amount of people we could impact from that is just gonna be life changing game-changing. I love it. Yeah. All right, Catherine, I need to ask our, our question, our famous question. It yeah. wouldn't be our podcast without it. Yes, um, give it to me. Okay, so if, if you, we all know hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like you've heard that saying. Uh, so if you had perfect hindsight, if you could go back, give yourself advice, yes. what advice would you give and when would you give it? This is an excellent question. Let me just say that first of all. Um, what advice would I give and when would I give it? The advice I would give to just dear baby Catherine would be this. Everything changed in my life. My business, my relationships, everything. Everything changed for the better in my life when I finally decided to figure out who I was. Like actually. And to um, go all in on figuring out my demons and these stories that weren't serving me and anything from like, I'm too young to nobody would care what I have to say to, I can't do this to it's vain of me to want this. Like so many false scripts that I had running through my head. And for so long, I thought that tactics and information was that, that was the differentiator in me getting success. I was like, if I just learned a new tactic, if I just learned a new thing, when in reality, and you can see it in my bank account, like this, like the second I got serious and hired a mindset coach, which cost an arm and a leg, let me be honest, but it, but I needed, I knew I needed it. The second I learned how to get out of my own way was, and you watch it, like, like you watch my strike account and it's like, I go up there and it's like, I can tell you what mental breakthrough I had there. I stopped caring about what other people thought. 
and like I could tell a breakthrough I had here like I stopped being afraid to be seen like truly like when I hired my mindset coach within 24 hours I was in the hospital with an ulcer because I was so stressed because I knew that I I, I knew I was going to have to be seen I knew that I'd have to go out on the internet. I knew people were not going to like me, you know, like I knew that I was going to have to like deal with the haters and it forced me to confront the demons that I had inside of me. And what I wish I could have told Catherine is, oh my gosh, just, I avoided it for so long and to a degree almost made myself not realize that I even had demons. I was like, I'm chill. I'm good. I'm having a great life. I love internet marketing. Right. But I didn't, I didn't realize that everything in my journey was being determined by these stories that I didn't believe in myself or I didn't think I was enough or I wasn't funny enough or smart enough or I got a humanities degree. So who would ever listen to me when it came to business things? And it wasn't until I honestly decided to sit down and say, who is Catherine Jones? Like somebody said, who is Catherine? I couldn't have answered you. But now I'm like, who's Catherine Jones? I'm Catherine Jones. I'm brave. I'm always learning and I'm alive to the world. I'm proud of it. Great. And I just, I wish that I would have told myself that the discomfort and pain that was associated with facing my demons was not that much. Yeah. And the joy and liberation that has come on the back end of that has been astronomical. And so Oh man, I just wish I could have said, oh dear, dear sweet Catherine, just get out of your own way as fast as humanly possible and confront the stories that you know are in your mind that you refuse to look at. Because that truly, like that was the moment when everything changed in my life, when I decided to figure out who I really was. That's awesome. Coming from a uh, fellow people pleaser. Yes. Right? And yes. It's, hard, it's hard to break that. Oh, you know, I was in, I was in the hospital with an ulcer, dude. I was yeah. like, be, I don't know. Are yeah. people going to be uncomfortable with this? Like, are they? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I told someone literally this morning, I said, when I stopped and this is, this is new, right? When I stopped caring, if yeah. I was going to make someone happy, it was the mm -hmm. most liberating thing ever because yes. I was just able to be me. And if you don't like me, then don't be around me. Yeah, but I think okay. I'm a pretty cool person, right? Yeah, it's okay. Go your other way. We don't but need to be friends. I will make myself sick yeah. trying to make someone else happy, which in turn, I'm not happy. happy. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So that's liberating. That's powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. But I, yeah. What And like amazing, amazing for me to learn that um, – that everything that I hoped to be and everything, I still have so many things I'm working on, but like, it's just, it's in me. I just got to wake it up. I just got to yeah. get off the cobwebs, get out of the insecurities and just wake it up. And um, yeah, what a blessing to know that, that, that like true change and expansion is like, it's real. It's like, oh my gosh. Like I look at myself even three months ago and I'm like, oh mercy. Like, oh God, oh. <laughs> holy smoke. She was going through three weeks ago. Like, how I viewed myself so differently than now. And I think, but that's the thrill of it. You yeah. Know? Like, like I have a call with my coach every two weeks and I'm like, Oh sister, you don't even know. Like we've lived, we've lived lifetimes since we, since we last chatted. And, um, and to know that, that you can choose how fast you want to change. That's just fun. Like that actually just becomes fun. That's awesome. So I know we're probably getting crunched for time here, but, uh, You've spoken on a few different stages uh, and you've had, um, I, I don't know if you've had anything quite like Funnel Hacking Live in front of 5,000 people, but what, what was it like to like prepare yourself for that moment and then to actually go through it and kill it? Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so what a good question. Well, there's a few different facets, right? There's like the technical aspect of getting ready, like, do I have my speech done? Do I have my slides done? Which that was just like an undertaking in itself, like trying to teach a technical skill in a very short amount of time to 5,000 people at all varying skill levels. Like that was a feat all in itself. Um, uh, and, but I think, I think more of the preparation was like, girl, you good. Like, we're about to, you're, we're about to play at a whole different stage. And it was really interesting, like right before I left, so I'm, I'm, I'm packing to go to Nashville. So like three, two, like two days before I speak, a day and a half before I speak. 
Um, I think for the first time I let the bigness of what I was doing, like, like it's, it's a big deal, right? Like I like the bigness of what was happening, I think finally hit me. And all of these stories that I've been working so hard to not have be a part of my life immediately came back. You're not smart enough. People are going to think it's dumb. Nobody's presented this way before. They're not going to like it. Like you're going to go over on your time. Russell's going to hate you. Like, you know what I mean? Like all is spiraling. I'm totally spiraling all over the place in this office, like in this exactly. I'm just like, it's going to be terrible. Like, it's just not going to work. Oh my gosh. And, and as I'm having this moment, again, what a blessing from God. Like, I'm like, I'm like eight minutes into my 12 minute spiral. Right. So, and I'm going down and I'm going down fast. I'm sleep deprived. I'm stressed. Like, I'm packing, like I just, and I know that I'm going to have to be on, like on, on for yeah. seven days straight. Like I just knew that. And so like the emotional preparation, but as I'm, as I'm in the eight of 12 minutes of my spiral, I remembered, I, I remember the experience I had. I went skydiving recently and not because I wanted to. My branding director was like, Catherine, we need cool footage. And I, and he was like, look at this story arc. I think we could do some cool things. And I'm like, oh, he's so like, it would be so cool. So I was like, so I'm like, fine, I'll go skydiving. But I'm not happy about it, right? Like, I'm like, I'm going to die and this is on you and you have to call my mom. So, but as I'm going there, I remembered I, I, uh, there's this video from Will Smith. I, if, if, and it's about his experience skydiving. I've seen that. And basically, yes, all his buddies get together and they're like, they're drunk. They're like, let's go skydiving. And then he gets back to his hotel and he's like, what have I agreed to do? I'm so stressed. Like, ah, this is terrible. He's like, I don't sleep the whole night before. I'm panicked. I show up the morning hoping that everybody was too drunk to remember. Everybody's there. And he's like, and I'm just miserable. Like, I'm actually just miserable. And, um, and he's like, and we strap up and we're in the plane. And he's like, I'm physically ill. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm terrified. I'm so in pain. And he's like, and I'm just hating myself. Like, what am I doing? You know? And he goes, I finally get to the edge of the plane and I jump. And actually, I think they pushed him if I'm being honest, but I, he's, he's out of the plane, right? He jumps out of the plane and he goes, and it was in that moment when all of a sudden I had jumped that I realized how free I felt. And it was in the moment of maximum fear that I felt the highest energy in the moment of maximum fear that I felt the highest joy. And he goes, I remember literally as I was in the air, going down to the ground, having the time of my life, thinking how much I hated myself that I had poisoned and tainted the experience because I chose to be nervous about it for the whole two days leading up to it. And so as I'm in this eight minute spiral going down, I'm not doing well, right? God moment. Like literally I remember the Will Smith story. And so when I went skydiving, I was like, I'm going to have a great time. I just decided. And I was like, we're going to do great. And you want to know what? I have time in my freaking life. Let's go again. Like, it was oh so fun. Gosh. And so as I'm spiraling, I was like, Catherine, this is actually the coolest thing that's ever happened in your professional life. Like, this is so fun. This is everything you've been working for for the last six years. Everything. Why would you ever taint it? Poison the experience by literally choosing to be nervous. Own it. This is so fun. Like the pressure of it, that's awesome. That's so fun. Like, like just own it. And, and I'm so grateful. Like in those 12, by the end of like, it was a 12 minute span. And I just remember being like, I'm going to make a decision to have the time of my freaking life. Like, this is actually the coolest thing that has ever happened in my professional life. And I'm going to make sure that that happens. And so honestly, like my prayer from that point forward was less, help me to do well in my slides, help me to do well in my speech. It was just God help me to show up as the truest version of myself. If I can show up as the truest version of Catherine, then whatever happens on the stage, if I trip, if my video doesn't work, which it didn't work, if my slides botch, if I end up going over, I like whatever happens, I'll figure it out. Cause I'll be the truest version of myself. Truest version of myself can figure stuff out. You did, and it'll be fine. You did great. Cause it, it did stop. And you're like, Hey, AV guys do it again. Yeah, and I literally was like, we spent way too long on that video for that. <laughs> your mom was <laughs> like, in the audience is what you said. You said your and, mom's um, here and you, you got to get totally. the mom. <laughs> and so really like the preparation process was literally just, Catherine, get your, like, just be yourself. Yeah. Whether you're, whether you're on a stage talking to 5,000 people or you're, or you're in the audience talking to one, you should be the exact same human. Just yep. be yourself. And, and you were. I think. And I think God was kind to help me to do that. Yeah. So, no, time. absolutely. And I did. I had my freaking life up there. It was amazing. Uh, it was well, so fun. I know we, we enjoyed seeing you up there. We've enjoyed you have, being on the show. Um, where can our audience find you? 
Oh my gosh, just anything is possible for us. I'm on the World Wide Web, basically everywhere you want to find me. But my favorite places are Instagram, just Miss, Miss Catherine Jones, MS Catherine Jones. Um, or if you are interested in becoming a design hacker, learning how to design funnels and websites that actually convert, cfdesignschool.com. That's it. Awesome. Well, I definitely want to thank you for A, joining us today, uh, but B, when we met, like the, how genuine you were to, to us and to anybody else that was just like you said come say hi to you beforehand and when everybody came to say hi to you and you were being mobbed like you were still like genuinely excited about it and it was amazing and uh genuine's a big thing for me i've, I've got a weird tattoo on my back that says genuine so like it's a big thing and uh so i really appreciate you and everything and and you're amazing well, the feelings are reciprocated. I just loved getting to know you guys. Seriously, thank you so much for having me and for being patient and having me. If you guys listening to this, I unintentionally played really hard to get with them. We had to like <laughs> reschedule twice because all of a sudden for Funnel Hacking Live, they're like, oh, we actually need your slides like a week earlier. And I was like, what? And so I was like, I'm so sorry, guys. I can't meet today. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Thanks for giving me like three chances. I'm so glad that I got to spend time with you guys. You're so awesome. Oh, thank you. We, are, we feel blessed that you were able to. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh my gosh. Awesome. All right. Thank you. We'll we'll see you soon, I hope. All right. Okay. Oh, of course. Okay. Bye you guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on Hindsight Hacking. We always try to have two takeaways. There was so many amazing things covered in today's episode. It is so hard. So I'm gonna leave you with this one. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. The place, the situation, that's where you're supposed to be right now. The question is, will you take the action to become the better version of yourself? Let's make sure we're going out there and making the world a better place. Hey, that's great advice, Ron. All right, everyone, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a five-star review on iTunes. And while you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Don't forget to tune in next week where once again, we will hack someone else's hindsight. And remember, you're the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.